In celebration of this feast of the Most Holy Trinity, I invite you to take a journey with me back to the beginnings of time, to a second or two after the Big Bang, the moment of creation. The universe, in those first few seconds, is already old. For in that first second, it has already passed through several stages of its evolution. In those first few seconds, the universe is so hot that the numbers that would measure its temperature have far too many zeros to have any meaning for us. It is so hot that matter can't form. All there is is a roiling mass of plasma where the elementary force fields of subatomic particles are destroyed and recreated into something else about a thousand times a second. There is no stability. All is chaos. But the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, breathed over that chaos. She invited. She enticed. She summoned the early universe to reach for something more, to reach for that order that lay potentially within it. And nature, following its own laws and using its own energy, evolved into something more. Eventually, the universe cooled. Matter formed, although 99% of it was just hydrogen. But the hydrogen then gathered into the first stars where higher elements were formed. And when those stars died in massive explosions, even higher elements were formed. Out of these higher elements, solar systems were created, like ours, with their planets. And one of those tiny planets would eventually be our home. In the order that emerged out of that primal chaos, the Word of God, the second person of the Trinity, found expression. The Word of God was spoken in the grandeur, the beauty, the goodness, the simple miracle of the universe's being. To hear that Word, all you have to do is lie on the grass on a warm summer evening and stare out into the vastness of the night sky with its stars its planets, its galaxies. To hear that word, all you have to do is hike up into the Cascades and witness the grandeur of the mountains. To hear that word, all you have to do is stand on the shore of the ocean and look out at its vastness that echoes the infinite depth of the divine life. And all of it is there because the Father the first person of the Trinity, shared the mystery of being with us all. In our secular world, it is hard to sense that God is at work in creation or in our lives. That is because we have lost our Christian sense of God, that God is a Trinity. We have let the secular world define God for us, a single person, living in another world than this one, who, if he acts, it must be in some way that disturbs the natural course of our world. God has been reduced to a supreme being, 
an isolated monad, gone from the world he once created. God is the guy up in the ceiling who every now and then talks to Stephen Colbert on The Late Show. That is not how Christians think about God. For us, God is Trinity, the spirit who hovers over creation and all of its potential and invites, entices, and opens the way to us to become something more. The Word, the Son, who finds expression in the beauty, the goodness, and the truth inherent in creation. The Father, the infinite, the infinite mystery, who out of his infinite goodness shares being and life with us. Only a trinity with its dynamics can be at work beneath and within the creation we have come to know. Now let's move forward on our journey, almost 10 billion years forward. The earth is formed and its primitive oceans roll over the deep. And about three and a half million years ago, the first life appeared in the shallows of those oceans. It doesn't look very promising, for all we find there is single-celled life, a sort of protobacteria. But the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, hovers over those waters and invites, entices, and summons us into a future. And we wait. We wait for a thousand million years and nothing has happened. We wait another thousand million years and there is still only single-celled life. And we wait another thousand million years and the Spirit still breathes over the waters. And then, about 500 million years ago, there is this explosion of larger life forms. Plants and animals emerge and begin to explore the ecological niches where they might thrive. And the Word of God, the second person of the Trinity, found expression in their beauty, their goodness, their truth, the simple fact that they are. You can hear that word expressed if you just look at all the shades of green the trees and plants throw out for us at this time of year. You can hear that word of God if you just think about the great variety of animals that exist on this planet. You hear that word if you just live with one animal. For me, it's one little bird who in her intricate little life speaks of the mystery of her existence and, she, and about being the fact that she is a product of four and a half billion years of evolution. They all are. What a mystery. They share the hidden depths of being that is the Father, the first person of the Trinity. Again, creation, if you look at it right, reflects the dynamics of the Trinity, the Spirit inviting, enabling, opening the future, the Word given expression to the mystery of the divine truth and beauty and goodness of life, the Father 
sharing being out of the divine abundance. Now move forward in time again with me to a moment about 2,000 years ago. The world still holds chaos within it, but the chaos is now social. There is sin in the brutality of empire, in the exploitation of slavery, in the every days we reduce one another to categories of race, sexuality, and a hundred other little identity markers. By reducing each other to objects, we seem to allow ourselves to exploit each other, to use violence against one another, to ignore each other. But the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, breathed over that chaos, inviting, enticing, opening possibilities and summoning us to something more. And one teenage girl said yes, and the word became flesh through her yes. And again, a new reality began to dawn. There was forgiveness and reconciliation. There was community formed out of strangers. There was healing on all levels of life. There was in the touch of Jesus, her son, a foretaste of the kingdom of God. And through him and with him and in him, we got to know more deeply what sharing in the life of the Father, the first person of the Trinity, might really mean. One last step on our journey, this time into the future, two or three moments from now. Then we will place on the altar our gifts of bread and wine. That bread and wine symbolizes us. It's our lives we place on the altar. And God knows there's still chaos in our lives. There's the pandemic, racism, international tensions and wars, starvation, refugee crises, and authoritarian governments. But there is also goodness there and potential. And then we will pray over those gifts. We will pray over our lives. Father, send your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus, the Christ, our Savior, our future.